All right, Leonard Skinner, simple man that can only mean one thing on this program, and that's all things complicated man. Simply calls himself a simple man. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Well, I got to give us both credit. I predicted Virginia, uh, Yunkin by two. Uh, you made the same prediction, and neither one of us predicted New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, and um, Jersey will go to Murphy, um, but the big question is why can't they count the votes in Jersey? I mean, what's the problem? That's a great question, Bill. I can't answer yeah, that. Why, why don't they count the votes? Because when you have counties that are very, very blue, like Camden County, and then the county in where Newark, New Jersey is, and they and they cannot count the votes. You've got to go in, then the state has to go in and solve the problem because the longer it it uh, is undefined, the more potential there is for corruption. So it's a very tight race in Jersey. I think uh, Murphy will prevail. That's bad news for the people who live in New Jersey. He is a progressive, uh, big-spending Democrat. Um, The McAuliffe race uh, is much more important for the country because you don't have a machine in Virginia like you do in New Jersey and New York City. And that's basically what the folks wanted was a Republican governor. Now, we all know why McAuliffe lost. He said to the parents, you have no right to go in and tell the school anything about educating your child. That's just madness. But you know what struck me is that independents killed McAuliffe, and they were the ones that put Jersey into play. Wouldn't you agree with that? Independent voters there's, there's, the, 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 uh, McAuliffe killed himself. Um, no, I know, but it was independent voters that people actually it was in, It was certainly independents. Right. It was it pretty much all on, across the board, yes. Turned on the Democratic Party. That's the key. Because if you look at Fairfax County, Loudoun County, these people there, with all due respect, I know there are good people in those counties, they will never change. Just like San Francisco... California, Manhattan, never going to change. No matter how bad Joe Biden performs, they will never admit it, never change. If this country is to right itself, independent voters have to break against the progressive left. It happened where we live, Hannity. It happened in Nassau County and Suffolk County, Long Island. Yeah, it did. Independent voters out here overwhelmingly rejected the progressive left yesterday. And and for people who don't know Long Island, where Hannity and I are like sultans, you know, we, we just rule here. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, the sultan of do nothing, but go ahead. <laughs> it's not ideological out here on the island. And there are millions and millions of people. But these people are much more interested in family, in um, pursuing happiness on their own terms, they're not crazed ideologues like you have in Los Angeles and San Francisco or Portland, Oregon. It's not that. And I was looking at these local races, and I was very surprised at the outrage against the progressive left in Nassau and, County and Suffolk counties. Look, I, I think there's a lot of factors. And I, I, is there one main theme factor, and that is... The Democratic Party has become radicalized, and it has adopted policies that are failing on a spectacular level. 
Let's advance the story, Hannity, because I know you're a forward thinker. At heart, Sean Hannity is a philosopher. Uh, Yeah, that's what I am. Just call me uh, Aristotle. Go ahead. He's a visionary, but he doesn't want anybody to know that. Uh, So he disguises it very, very well. But we want to look forward now uh, and learn what happened yesterday to apply it to this country going into 2022. There are two primary reasons, in my humble, simple man opinion, that McAuliffe got wiped out, and in most parts of the country, including Minneapolis, Buffalo, and all those places, the progressive left got waxed, all right? The first one is Americans, independent Americans, and Republican Americans are tired of being insulted. They're tired of being told by the progressive left that they're racists, that they are fascists, white supremacists, Nazis, you name it. They're tired of being insulted, and there's only one group doing the insulting on a mass level, and that is the progressive left. All right, that's number one. That is the most important thing in this whole country right now. Stop insulting most Americans. We are not racist people. Stop it. And if there, the well, then, then you're going into the whole woke thing. I, I think there is a lesson no, 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 also I'm going to be into learned the whole here. Race thing. Woke is a whole different thing. I'm tired of people telling me I'm a racist. And but, I know. But Bill, they, they, I can take you back to 1998 in the radio ad in Missouri that says if you elect Republicans, black churches will burn. Yeah, I can I take you back but to the James Byrd ad in 2000. I can now walk it's you been through. By the media, though. Now but Bill, media I can walk you through every single election season. This is their playbook. Yeah. And it's now, now the, get, got to critical mass. So the independent voters are going, I'm tired of it too. The second reason is that Joe Biden has come to your house. He is now inside your house. What does that mean? That means that everything you need costs more money. It means that your choices are now declining drastically because of the so-called supply line problems, which should have been anticipated. Anybody would have anticipated it, but the Biden administration did not. So now Biden's inside your home. What he's doing as president influences you negatively on a daily basis. And that has driven people to the polls to say, we don't want this party. We don't want this president. We don't want this philosophy. And there you go. You know, as I as I look at this, there's something that has to change here. And that is, you know, you you always talked about the folks bill, but the Republican Party now has some work to do, too. And that is they have to they have to look out for the working men and women, the people that make this country great. I think at the heart of Trump's America's first make America great again agenda were very simple, but very profound. Um, it, it was a very profound impact on the lives of every American pre COVID. Remember, Bill, we were shattering every record low unemployment level for every demographic in the country. Uh, energy independence was probably one of the biggest success stories in, in his time as president. And it got the least amount of coverage. Now we see what higher gas prices do to everybody, especially it's hurting the poor and the middle class. But for Republicans going forward, it's got to be very, very simple. And that is that you stand up for limited government, lower taxes, less bureaucracy, more freedom, more liberty, 
choice in schools, law and order, you know, this, the simple things that, that we take for granted. Democrats are not going to do any of these things. They want us off of fossil fuels. They have no problem. We're paying higher amounts of money. They want open borders. They've abolished energy independence. They want high taxes. They want redistribution. And then they want to lecture you that you're not paying your fair share. And I, I just think that there is a resounding rejection of, of that philosophy as represented now by a Democratic Party that calls this plan a new Green Deal. Well, you're right that the Democrats aren't going to change, and that's a good thing for traditional Americans who don't want to see their country destroyed. They don't want a socialistic government. They don't want American citizens divided by race. They don't want police demonized. So the Democratic Party is not going to change. That's very important. However, the Republican Party remains a party without a um, philosophy. And in order to get a philosophy, they have to be more specific. So I don't know whether it's Trump or DeSantis or, or Nikki Haley. I don't know who it is. But you have to first define the problem, and we have plenty of them. All right? So we have 20 major problems in this country that have to be defined. And then, after every definition, there has to be a solution. And the solution sometimes is going to be painful. You see, you missed my first hour of the program. My no, first hour of the program, it is, it is now time for the Republican Party to put their pledges and their promises down on paper. I don't care what you call it. Promises to America, contract right. with they've America. See, and they've got to keep it simple. Simple. Right? They've got to keep it simple. So the Remain in Mexico policy that took Trump two years to implement, he finally got it in his, uh, at the end of his third year, worked. It worked. It stopped the mass millions of people from coming in here. And then Biden, of course, day one, took it out, and now we have. And that story is going to be unfolding next year big time. That illegal immigration story? In New York State, they actually had a ballot proposal, I'm sure you saw it because you voted, that said we want to let undocumented people vote in the state. Well, it went down in flames. It went down in flames in the third most liberal state in the country, New York. Okay? So... The Republican Party has got to basically get together because now the Republican Party is divided into Trump people and the people don't like Trump. The Republicans are divided. All right. Now, most of them will coalesce around Trump if there is a central message besides the Democrats are evil. All right. There's got to be we'll fix this. We'll fix that. We'll fix this. So you're absolutely right that that has to be done sooner rather than later. However, even if it's not done, because I don't have any faith in Mitch McConnell, I know you don't either. I don't have, you know, these congressional Democrats, these senators, they don't impress me. Um, so if it's not done, they still could win. The GOP could still win because things aren't going to get better under Biden Hannity. They're not going to get better. He it's doesn't impossible. know what to do. He doesn't have any solution. There's nobody around him that knows how to help him either. They got him into this hole. You don't think Joe Biden dug the hole. He didn't dig it. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what's happening. All right? So they dug it for him, and who's going to dig him out? He can't, and they dug the hole. So you have that for the next year. It's gonna, things are going to get worse. I hate to say it, but they're going to get worse in this country. So all the Republicans have to do is basically hold on. But I'd like to see them 
kind of try to solve some problems here. And that's what Trump should be concentrating on, and that's why I'm going out with him next month in four major cities so he can tell everybody, hey, this is the problem, here's how I'm going to solve it, or here's how I did solve it before Joe screwed it up. That is vital now. Specifics are vital. People want to know when the gas prices are coming down. You know what? They're not coming down under Biden. They're not coming down. You know, Bill, the sad part is this is all unnecessary suffering. Afghanistan didn't have to happen. The crisis at the border didn't have to happen. If he had a better plan for COVID, he was handed three vaccines and, uh, and monoclonal antibodies, which he only mentioned one time a month ago. That didn't have to happen. Inflation didn't have to happen. The high cost of gasoline and the high cost of every item we buy as a result of the high cost of gasoline that he caused by artificially reducing the world supply. None of this had to happen. And, you know, and, and, and Democrats, you know, the, the only thing they seem to want to focus on is January 6th while yeah, ignoring the got. 500 riots in the summer of 2020 and hating Donald Trump. That's all they got. And it didn't work in Virginia. That's the good news. They didn't really it. work in New Jersey either, regardless of how this thing comes out. No. I mean, the Republicans, and, and again, uh, people around the country that don't live in the Northeast, you don't know how blue Jersey is. I mean, it's not as bad as New York, but it's close. I mean, these states have been taken over by this blue wave of madness. But, you know, um, the thing that everybody should take away from you and I, our conversation today, is this. The folks stood up yesterday. The folks stood up. And there were a lot of doubters. I got a lot of mail. I'm sure you do, too. Oh, it's all over. All the elections are rigged. We're never going to do this. They they won. They won. They won. They did not win. They're losing now. The progressive left is losing. Now, it's never going to lose in certain states. But around the country, it's losing. I mean, you saw it. Did you watch any of that MSNBC coverage last night, Hannah? Did you see any of that? I, I saw some of the, the I mean, lowlights. It, yeah. it was crazy. It's it, insane. I, I thought it was, I, I mean, this looked like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Remember that movie? <laughs> I thought Nurse Ratchet was going to start anchoring oh, the Madhouse man. show. You're, you're aging yourself. All right, so in the course of this discussion, we're talking about a 1970 movie hit, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And everybody knows And, and Bill, Bill O'Reilly, who says he's a simple man, also refers to himself as a sultan. So <laughs> that can sultan only happen can on this simple. program. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, sir, we appreciate you being with us. Always fun. Thanks for having me. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break right back. Your call's on the other side. Straight ahead. 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, even Anderson Cooper you know, asks if election night results are a message that the Democrats are too far left. Um, you think? How much of this is a message just to the Democratic Party that it's too far left? I, I mean, that, that if you're the squad or if you're, you know, someone who's been calling for, for defund police um, or socialism or democratic socialism. Oh, OK. Maybe we just we No, that can't possibly really be it, is it? I mean, is that is that even a, a possibility that that can be it? Um, watching the media reaction to last night is interesting. Because they really don't, they don't seem to have a clue. You know, it's, you, you watch, for example, even on MSDNC, they're denying the existence of critical race theory. Rachel Maddow saying it's, it's not actually taught anywhere. It was on 
Terry McAuliffe's 2015 website. I don't know, how could you just say something that that outright false? Um, but I guess it's still the same people that for three years tried to convince you, the American people, that Donald Trump had colluded with Russia and that there was this dossier that that had evidence that Donald Trump had two hookers in the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow peeing in his bed. And that went on for three straight years and three straight years of lies, a hoax, a conspiracy theory, one after another. Did they ever correct the record, acknowledge that they're wrong, even when it's proven false? Did they show one bit of interest that a presidential candidate uh, was spied on, a transition team was spied on, a president was spied on, based on what was a, a, a phony dossier by the opponent of the person that won the race? A dirty Russian dossier, of all things? Do they care at all? Not one bit. You know, they've been spending much time saying, hey, Joe, you got to get gas prices down and losing these high paying career jobs in the energy sector are killing us. No, there's it because th- this elitism exists because they have bought into this new Green Deal radical socialism. Joe Biden says three point five trillion dollars will cost you zero, zero. Pay your fair share. Zero won't cost you anything. Zero. They just go forward with the lie. And they, they, they seem to just, you know, fixate. All they want to talk about is do- how awful Donald Trump is and push radical, extreme, democratic socialism on the country. Anyway, let's get to our phones here. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Let's go to West Virginia. Joe is on the Sean Hannity Show. Joe, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, good, morning. good afternoon, Sean. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank you for what you do. Well, thank um, you, sir. We, as constituents and people of the country, when we've been told by uh, Congress, uh, not congressmen, but people in general, if you don't like what's going on, talk to your congressmen, talk to your legislators and whatnot. But what happens when it falls on deaf ears and nothing gets done about it? Until yesterday, it seemed like it, it's starting, the red wave is starting to turn. You know, look, it's there's an ebb and flow to political cycles, so I'm not getting too... Um, I'm not reading too much into this. This is a foundation, I think, that has been set here. And I think that it is really up to the Republican Party to be a revitalized Republican Party with bold color differences and solutions that are simply that that simply work for the American people. I think the Republican Party has to become the party of working men and women in this country. They've got to care about schools. They got to care about law and order. They got to care about secure borders. They got to care about keeping energy prices low. They got to care about keeping the taxes low and the bureaucracy uh, of big government from creeping into our everyday lives. I, I think that there's got to be one party here that represents limited government, greater freedom, more personal responsibility, capitalism, um, and, and that's got to be the new Republican Party. I think whatever they what I think Donald Trump laid out the agenda, putting aside maybe if some people don't like his personality. OK, put that aside for a minute. His policies worked. Afghanistan would never have ended this way if Donald Trump were president. He had control of the southern border, something that nobody had gotten control of. He got us to energy independence. He kept his promise. He lowered taxes. 
He kept his promise. He, he cut more bureaucracy than the last, you know, 15 presidents combined. Uh, he kept his promise. He, he picked judges from the list that he gave us before he before he was elected. I mean, there's, there's so much good there. He kept his promise. NATO started paying more. He got better, freer, fairer trade deals, even one with China. Um, he kept his promise that he would not engage in, in long protracted foreign conflicts, but he still beat the caliphate, Soleimani, Baghdadi and associates. You know, all you all the left would have you believe is Donald Trump was this monster and this horrible person. But the guy was under fire every single second of his presidency. They wanted to destroy him from the minute he came down the escalator with his wife at Trump Tower announcing his running. Um, I, I think that there's a lot here. If you want to be a politician, if you want to be a conservative, you've got to fight for the promises you're making to people. And the promises have got to be rooted in making people's lives better. Lower taxes are better. We're not over. We're not undertaxed. We're overtaxed. Less bureaucracy is better. You know, choice in schools and break, breaking the stranglehold of the teachers unions with the Democratic Party would be a good thing. Defunding the police is not a good thing. Law and order so everyone's safe and secure so they can pursue happiness. That is a good thing. And we even see that that issue now has come full circle. You know, every every single time this country flirts with radicalism, socialism, authoritarianism, whatever, whatever ism you want to call it. It is it's almost guaranteed that the country immediately sees the, the damaging impact and they recoil and they pull back. But then all of a sudden, those same false promises pop up again and people want to believe the big lie. Anyway, so they got a lot of work to do. My advice is Republicans now need to nationalize their party, the 2022 elections and the 2024 elections. And it's very simple. These are the things we promise to do if you give us the opportunity to serve you. They're supposed to be public servants. They're supposed to be there for us. And if they and one of the one of the great benefits for them is if they keep their promises and they govern conservatively, they probably can stay there as long as they want. They'll get reelected. Um, anyway, Joe, appreciate it. Stacy in Virginia. Stacy, congratulations. Big night last night for the Commonwealth. Wow, what a glorious afternoon, Sean. I I don't think I've been this excited since Trump won in 2016. Well, it was a big night last night, and I'm still I'm still holding out some hope in New Jersey. You know, I I, I was really surprised with New Jersey myself. Um, but but it is. I mean, even if. Uh, Gosh forbid Murphy gets uh, gets you know stays in office. Um, at least you see that that momentum. I think people are tired. People have been so apathetic, and they're complicit with whatever they're told. Uh, and you know, oh, we'll do this, or we can't change anything. But I think we're seeing that we can, and I really believe that the the majority of Americans want less government. Just what you're saying, less government. They they want their us. Uh, public servants, to serve them. Um, the left, it's a small minority, but they're very loud. I actually, how do I say this? I actually think that there are many, many people that want to buy into the false 
hope of cradle to grave. I think it's appealing to people. We, you know, polls, uh, if you go back a yeah, year ago, show that a lot of young people thought this redistribution idea and socialism worked. They, they like new green deal ism. You know, now the devil gets down to the details and, and we begin to see we can't afford it, number one. But what I never understand is why people continually go back and want to believe the false promises of politicians that have a track record that is atrocious. I mean, the very people that we're going to trust for pre-K and daycare and government healthy food and a guaranteed government wage and guaranteed health care and guaranteed retirement. These are the same people that that squandered the Social Security trust fund that is now headed towards insolvency because they never kept the money in the lockbox. Same with Medicare. These are the same people that, you know, are in this unholy alliance with teachers. We spend more per capita per student with the worst results. Why do we trust them on this? The same people that promised keep your doctor care and save money. Why do we trust them again? The same people that want to defund the police, you know, dismantle police departments. Well, how does that make any American safe and secure? In reality, it doesn't. And that's the problem. And there are some people at different times that are going to find it appealing and they'll just repackage it. And they'll come up with their bumper stickers and their slogans and, and away they go. But the reality is socialism will always fail. It always has. It always will. You know, now we have an opportunity if Republicans now learn the lessons of last night, learn the lessons uh, from past Congresses, and they take this momentum and this moment and they put together ideas that will solve people's problems that are simple, but yet profound, that work, then they're going to be rewarded with power. And if they keep the promises, they'll get reelected. But if they're going to go there and they're not going to have a spine and they're not going to fight and the knees are going to buckle and they're going to cave, then why are they even bothering to make the promise? I think I think people need if you want to go into uh, politics in any way, I don't care if it's a mayor, a congressman, a senator, you're going there to be a public servant, a servant of the people. So if you make this list of promises and Republicans can agree on it. Simple things, a law and order, safety, security, uh, c- control our borders, border security, energy independence, low taxes, less bureaucracy. If you keep those promises, I think it's a winning agenda. I think the American people will respond favorably to that. Um, putting it down on paper creates a certain amount of accountability that all too often uh, politicians are not held to and they get away with saying things and never following through on what the promises are and they come back every two and four years or six years and they just repeat the same promises and my question is why didn't you get it done the last time so we, we'll see over time this is going to get very interesting all right quick break right back to the phones 800-941-SEAN you want to be a part of the program as we continue The Sean Hannity Show, a place where free speech and the First Amendment are still alive and well. Liberalism is a failed ideology. Get your dose of independence and liberty every weekday right here with Sean. Sean Hannity. 
All right, back to our busy phones. Ohio, Tom, next, Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to make a quick comment on these mandates. Um, it, it just makes no sense to me. I, I, I get that the vaccinations need to happen for some people, and that's their choice. Completely get it. Um, the logic behind what they're trying to accomplish does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Not only are they not testing the floods of illegal immigrants that are pouring across our borders, but if they take a step back, look at the big picture, get back to literally ground zero, the facts of these mandated vaccines do not even do what the quote-unquote leadership of the country is trying to accomplish. The vaccines do not prevent the spread of the virus. They admit it. They admit it now. So what exactly are they mandating if it if it's not the whole purpose of them spreading, you know, stopping? What, what, what I don't virus. understand is one size fits all medicine. What I don't understand is nurses that were diving on on covid grenades in the middle of the worst of this, many of whom got covid and believe in natural immunity. Um, why isn't there somebody that says, you know what? OK, we got to have a safe work environment that would require you have two choices. You can get vaccinated and you can give us proof of vaccination or you can, you know, come in uh, 10 minutes early every day. We'll give you a, a quick rapid test and then you can go into the workplace safely. Why is that? Why is that not on the table? Why is there no respect, especially for nurses, firemen, first responders, EMT, police? I mean, the people that came into contact with COVID every day. Why are we why are we so quick to say you're fired? Now, we could sit here and argue that, oh, they should take the vaccine. It's not for us to decide. That's they, They've obviously, if you're willing to give up your salary and your benefits and your retirement, you've made up your mind. You're not going to convince people now that, okay, it's time. Let me let Dr. Fauci try one more time to convince you. I don't think that's going to work. And with especially with monoclonal antibodies and the and the great success that it is showing for both both vaccinated and breakthrough cases, um, at least we have, you know, the therapeutic arsenals that uh, a therapeutic arsenal that we didn't have before. Anyway, I hope that answers your question, my friend. Eight hundred nine four one Sean is our number. You want to be a part of the program.